Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports with Mike and Jesse. We've been away for two months due to life and it's time to get back into the sports world and give our takes on all the things that happened over our little hiatus. So let's get to it. All right, we're back after a two-month hiatus. Howdy. You know, we had Christmas, and then my house had COVID. Yeah, and both then, our houses had COVID. Yeah, and then uh, not our faults, just by the way. You know, us us guys have been staying home like we're supposed to. I'm trying to stay away from people as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, this whole pandemic's been great. I don't have to talk to anybody. Um and then, uh, yeah, just life got in the way, but we are back with lots of news, so we're going to get into it. Um, the biggest thing, like going back a little bit, just before Christmas there, uh, John Madden passed away, and uh, I don't know if you feel the same way as me, but he was one of the most influential figures for broadcasting, for coaching in the NFL, but for for us, like video games was a huge like that yeah. that he's I definitely a, he's a, feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, like he's an icon in the video game uh genre for us at least. And just for the way that people today even still watch football, the way that we take it in, the way that it's the broadcasted with the graphics, the way that the announcers bring things up, everything about it, well, the, the telestrator. Tel- Thank you. Yeah. yeah, the telestrator that was all him, the turducken. Yeah. That was him. <laughs> I remember I remember when he brought out the tur- he talked about the turducken that one Thanksgiving. The next Thanksgiving here in Canada, my dad got a turducken because of John Madden. He's like, I need to try this thing. Yeah. Um, I was thinking when he passed away, like, there was a lot of death at the end of last year. As, there was. As always seems, you know, like Betty White and you had yeah. Bob Sagan at the beginning of the year. Like, there was a lot. But John Madden was the one that was like, oh, man, like, for me, that sucked. Yeah. And I was just, like, I was thinking back and I saw I saw something online that showed the cover of every single John Madden football game, and I played and owned every single one at wow. one point, and that blew my mind. There's people that know Madden, but they don't even know who he is or that he was a coach, but they just know they know because, because of, of the game. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, he was the. Uh, I remember listening to an ESPN Thirty for Thirty podcast about Madden uh, developing the game with EA Sports, and his whole thing was they wanted to do something kind of Tech Mobile like, right. Uh, but he refused. He wanted to do. He wanted to do more. He wanted a something. Simulation, yeah, he wanted eleven on eleven simulation football. Yeah. and he, he was the one that drew up all the plays for the first one. That's awesome. Yeah, and just just amazing stuff. And um, he, he used to be. He he didn't fly anywhere, right? Like he had no, a he rode, flying, so he drove drove his bus. Drove everywhere. his bus everywhere. Yeah, Crazy. and that was his whole thing in training camps was to take the bus from spot to spot. Yeah, and, and try to hit all. I think at the time it was 28 training camps. He tried to hit all 28 in, in that yeah. month and a half that they were doing it for. It's just comforting when you hear old clips of Pat Summerall and him doing games. It's just like music to your ears. Like, it really is. It's... It really is. Um, so rest in peace. I know it's been a while, so this is old news. But I just wanted to I wanted to publish my thoughts, basically, that uh, he influenced my life greatly. Madden is still my favorite game. To, it's the, yeah. Every year it's the game that I spend the most time playing. Totally, I love um, it. Still, it's still, I still great. Still love it. I know it gets a lot of flack on online for just. I think people are just too nitpicky, to be honest. Uh, I saw something. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Down goes Brown, who's uh, online. He's a hockey writer for the Athletic, yeah. but he he made a good point. He's like, 
it's funny now that people are losing their minds because on a cover like about Madden and they have like a cover two and the safety's out of position to get mad. Where when we were kids, you could like you could like score a goal on NHL '94 from doing a cheap wraparound. Yeah, <laughs> and like it was just part of the game. Yeah, exactly. Like you didn't sit there and complain about it. It was like, oh, okay, it's just kind of one of the quirks. And now like we're all so judgmental about it. And but I love Madden. I love everything about the video game and. I spent so many hours on the. You know what stuff. most of the complaints are now about the video game? It all surmounts to the fact that football is just hard to play. So anything that people are concerned about, they're like, "Oh, well, that the AI isn't good at that, or this and that." But right. it it's it is a true simulation. When you're playing that game, you go through the ups and downs as if you're in a football game. Yep. There's penalties that take plays back. There's guys jumping up and snapping a ball out of the air you didn't think they could get to so you go through the emotional roller coaster the same way you would playing a game or watching in a, or watching a game with your team I just and I also want to say there was there was people there's always people that come out when whenever somebody dies um, and they like to like kind of slander their name because the internet sucks the, the internet really sucks yeah. and um, some people came out there and they were saying things to the effect of like how can you how can you celebrate John Madden when he he is the architect of a game that that promotes the enslavement of players uh, that that's that's built on uh, black players. Yeah, that's. Uh... And I'm just like, like the man had just passed away, and and you 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 decided now is the time for this awful take. That's yeah, that's um, not shocking to me at all because the world we live in. It that's isn't. just what you get, and it's just it's just awful. Um, you know, where were you with these these like where were you coming after Madden when he was alive? Like, I didn't see anything about it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't see nothing. No. Uh, there was also another person that said that, uh, you know, John Madden is basically evil because he promoted um, uh, concussions. Like, he, he allowed uh, he allowed the, the, um, the acceptance of head injuries in football. Because How did he do that? Because of, because of the video game. And, he, and the video game glorified hits and, 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 <laughs> and, allowed, and, and told kids that this is the way oh. to go. And so then, the NFL themselves don't glorify hits. They I don't guess sell, not. It's all John Madden's yeah, fault. Yeah, right, right. And then right in there, I love like Twitter could be like the worst place and also simultaneously the best. The place best, yeah. Because the first comment after found a clip, and it was about John Madden saying uh, in a game in 1993 saying that if players get concussions, they need to be gone for a month. Yeah, like, there you go. <laughs> like no, no, um, no ifs, ands, or buts. It doesn't matter if you're cleared; you're gone for a month. Mm-hmm. This was in 1993. So he's ahead of his time. He's ahead of his time, and you're, and it's just when you come out with that take saying, to be honest, shit that you know nothing about, it makes you look like an idiot and just be quiet. That's just what happens online. You can't, avo- you can't avoid that shit it now. Just, but, it oh, makes me angry, Mikey. It makes hey, me angry, just, it, just especially when I when I like like when somebody's almost like a hero to me. Yeah. I'm like, don't be taking, don't be taking that shit. I'm acting all calm and cool right now, but everyone, anyone who follows our Twitter knows damn well that I go <laughs> off, I go off on things much less than that. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. I like how you you keep it in. in you're like, you're like, okay, I'm only, I'm only gonna do sports. I'm only gonna do sports. And then every once in a while, a political one will sneak in there, and I'm like, oh, Mikey, oh, Mikey. I, I was let him roll. I was thinking about that too because sometimes they interlock, and I thought. I thought, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to erase the personal Twitter account. I'm just going to run the show account because I just kind of want to do sports. And yeah. then, of course, Twitter, being the evil bitch that it is, <laughs> knows exactly who I am. And, and they're like, hey, why don't you react to this thing? Why don't you react to this thing? I'm like, oh, fuck you, Twitter. I'll react to that shit. I'll react the hell out of that shit. 
before you know it, I'm reacting for a week straight. Oh my goodness. So, uh, rest in peace, John Madden. Right. I'm going to be playing your games for the rest of my life, to be quite honest. I, I can't. I, I buy it, like, I'm the same as you. Buy it every year. Every we, year. It's the only game yeah. I buy every year. Every other sports game that I like, like uh, the show, NHL, whatever, I'll buy every two, three years and only when it's on sale. Mm -hmm. Madden, doesn't matter. Every year, I'm like, well... Time to go shell out my money. Even knowing it might be very similar to the previous yeah, it year, matter. it doesn't matter. It does. Like, even this this year's upcoming game, I'm still going to justify it because I'm going to be like, yeah, it could be similar, but it's going to have the Washington Commanders on there. Everything's different and, that way. And, you know, the old game I had had the Washington football team. So, like, the game I have is out of date, guys. Yeah. 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 Um... So I guess we could talk about the commanders. What do you think about that uh, team name? I'm like I'm fine with it. I, I think I think the big thing is I really don't care what the hell they're called. So I'm just fine with the commanders. I like the jerseys. The jerseys look slick. I actually like that black one. The black one looks neat, hey. Even though it had the W right on the front of the helmet, I wasn't a total huge fan of that. But I did like the overall look of it, so I'm fine with it. It's it's still it's it's not cumbersome to say. It's not. Uh, it's it's just kind of. It doesn't make a big deal to me. I would have been fine if they left it Washington football team. I didn't care. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is, but yeah. you you knew they had to change it because be, yeah, just because of the um, uh, it's all for merch. Yeah, now you can sell a, a whole new sh stuff like a whole new line of merch for because you need the new team name. God, were they ever out on social media the days leading up to it talking about? I think it was February second, twenty two. So yeah. it was two 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 yeah. whatever. They kept promoting that, and I'm like, oh, they're, are you like just gonna gloss over the fact you have a huge like sexual scandal uh, going, <laughs> going on, on like there? Your, your your owner is being accused yeah. of some pretty horrendous things oh but don't worry just the washington commanders is that what it is commandos Com commanders, commanders. Not commandos. <laughs> they're, they're not fucking gi joes man <laughs> uh don't worry they're taking care of it because they're doing, yes. they're taking care of the investigation but the nfl did come in and say no they're not <laughs> because like like when they came out like oh we've hired a firm an outside firm to do an investigation yeah really yeah oh you hired the firm yes. crazy that is so that, you're paying yes. the firm that's not going to reek of preferential treatment at all. But then, but then, even if uh, even if Goodell comes in and goes, no, we're the NFL is actually handling it. Dan Snyder would give him one of these. He's like, yeah, that's right, you are. That's right, you're handling it. Yeah, Raj. Yeah. To be to be quite honest, like Dan Snyder needs to go. Like, if there's ever an owner in sports that needs to be ousted, it's him. He's terrible. Like everything he has done with that franchise, uh, and, and everything that's been awful, and and yeah. the amount of scandals that have gone with that franchise how is he still the owner and I, and I doubt we've even heard about half of them like it seems like there's a lot more that could come yeah. out if we find out like they um i'm not trying to downplay this but jerry richardson who was the owner of the panthers mm -hmm. was caught in a scandal for for being uh misogynistic and and coming on to women and being racist like but it was all embroiled in like kind of one right. scandal and they ousted him I'm, i was laughing at the misogynistic coming on to women part i'm like he's he probably doesn't see anything wrong with that he's he like didn't. he's like i'm just talking the way i've always talked exactly like, yeah. he would call them sweetie and honey and tap their behinds ah, and, yeah, and yeah. then ask them to wear tight jeans on fridays because it was casual day like is that is that inappropriate it, <laughs> slightly just slightly um and uh, he's like i'm just asking i I'm didn't say they asking. asked to yeah 
Uh, so he I'm just saying your promotion might be depending on it. And then Snyder has had scandal after fucking scandal after fucking scandal. It's, and they're just like, eh, it's fine. We'll it's leave him in power. seems like everything that goes wrong in the NFL as a whole always somehow relates back to Washington as well. Yes. So, like the John Gruden emails, yeah. the, you know, the name stuff. It's yeah, all, it, all, it all comes back to them. So. Yeah, sending cheerleader nip slip pics and all this crap. <laughs> just to- yeah. great Christ. culture there and what's funny is ron rivera went in there and he said he's he said like we're gonna put an end to this like my daughter works in the organization now if any of that's going on i'm gonna know about it and maybe he has since but he can't make up for what happened before well, he was i think there. yeah and that's the thing i think this 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 case has happened before rivera got there so yeah uh it's gonna be interesting how how the NFL and Washington's own um, investigative unit comes up with. Mm-hmm. We shall see. It reminds me of when um, there was a lot of reports that FBI agents were drug dealing, like big-time yeah. drug dealers in the United States. And the FBI's like, we're going to do an investigation into this. Didn't find anything. <laughs> Don't worry about it, though. We Don't, checked. Didn't we find checked. Anything. Yeah. You can trust us. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. Just just the, the craziest thing. Uh, I guess we'll stick with the NFL. That that seems to be a lot yep. of news here. Uh, we got uh, Tom Brady retired. That was a surprise to me, uh, despite the fact he's a 44-year-old quarterback. It kind of was. I was caught off guard because I thought he was at least going to do one more. Because father time didn't affect him. No. It did, but it, it affected him so little. But like, hardly, Like, though. he throws more picks now, but <laughs> that's also because the system... That he's in now is more downfield shots, so that leads to more aggressiveness, which means to more interceptions. Right, right. But, but Father Time didn't affect him, and it wasn't like Peyton Manning. Remember Peyton Manning? Oh yeah, yeah. Like it was like noodle like arm. Yeah, one year he was great, and then the next year it's like, oh shit, yeah, he's lost it. Drew yeah. Brees, same thing. Same thing. Shit, he's lost it. Tom yeah. Brady, it's like. Uh, he hasn't lost much here. No, and he's, it looks like he's gained speed, of all things. Like, all of a sudden, he can run for 10 to 12 yards without yeah. much issue. Um, so but I was I was caught off guard, but not when you really think about it as well, too. I think what he said in his statement when he said, it's not about me, it's about my family, mm-hmm. his kids are older now. I think his kids range from, like, the ages of 7 to 10. And that, that comes in age when... The kids notice when you're gone, mm-hmm. right? And so that might be affecting him because they're like, yeah, he's home basically every day from, uh, well, usually he's in the Super Bowl. So let's say the middle of February till the middle of July, he's there. Yeah. Right. But then from the middle of July till, till February, like he's not there mm-hmm. and that can affect the kids. Like, I, like, and sometimes you got to not think about yourself. And you got to think about your families. And there's something to be said for him leaving on top. That's amazing. He had an MVP caliber season. He should win MVP. Yeah, uh, I know. I know they're talking. They they're talking about Rogers winning MVP. Yeah. Uh, I think it is much more impressive uh, what Brady did just because of his age. I think that needs to play a factor, and I think he should probably win the MVP this year. I do year. too. I do too. Uh, and he'd be. I think him and Jim Brown would be the two MVPs, like to to win MVP and then retire the next. Like, wow! From it, I think they're the two. That's um, uh, yeah. So hell of a career for Tom Brady. That's amazing. Uh, I do wonder what's going to happen when you know this family life that you speak of. All of a sudden, Brady's sitting around and the kids are in school during the day, and Giselle's oh, off. He's gonna doing he... her thing, and all of a sudden he's in the backyard chucking balls, and he's like, "What the hell am I doing here?" Like he's gonna do shit though. Yeah. He's gonna have a million fucking projects going on. Is one of them gonna be being the quarterback for an NFL franchise? It could be. It could be. Um, maybe the Dolphins will be able to seal the deal this time. Oh. 
I, you know what? I actually have more respect for Stephen Ross. It's Stephen Ross, right? Is the owner yeah. of the Miami? I, I, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> I, I almost, I have more respect for him now that I know he tried to get Tom Brady than I did before. When when I just heard he fired Brian Flores, I was like, you idiot like you're so dumb like how do you not realize this guy's a good coach and then when i heard that whole story even though i know it's unethical or it was illegal or tampering or whatever at least he freaking tried to get tom brady he did he did but he's also um an idiot he still shouldn't have fired him like it's no he's a brian flores is a good coach he's a great coach he made he made he went on a seven game winning streak with that team last year yeah with a quarterback who had no confidence at all if you're gonna fire anybody fire your fucking gm yeah. Like, he has not put a good roster together. Don't fire the coach. Well, and he should fire himself, but owners very yes, rarely very, do that. very rare. See, the owners do their own... Do, they hire their own investigation firm to see if they're doing a good job. <laughs> and generally, it comes back that they're doing usually, a good job. usually works out that they are. Yeah, it's amazing. If not, some tweaking can, can make sure it looks like So, that. Brian Flores, we've all heard, he's suing the NFL, the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Broncos over racist hiring practices. Uh, says the Giant Broncos went through a sham interview. Uh, and Stephen Ross, who's the Dolphins' owner, is acu- he accused him of offering 100 grand per loss to tank and try uh, to tank for a higher draft pick and to tamper with a high-profile QB, Brady. Tom Brady. Outside of the regulation times that you're allowed to. Because no other team tampers. Right, No yeah. other team does. Yeah. Um, See, I would have fired him at that point. I would have been like, hey, you play ball, Flores, or... We are getting Brady, or you're done. Yes, uh, I am. <laughs> what, what what's blowing my mind is is in this hiring process of all the coaching. Like, are you telling me that Doug Peterson's a better coach than Brian Flores, or no? Doug Peterson's a better like for the Jaguars or Eric Bieniemy. Like, I'm looking. And There's I, something going I, on with Bieniemy. What what's going on with him? Right? What what is going on with him? There, there's something outside of just the, the the racist overtones that are being put out there. Well, because right? some black head coaches are being hired, so it it can't be purely a race thing. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but that it can't be purely that, right? Well, I I don't know. That's for smarter people to figure out. For me. sure. Yeah. Um, for I, sure. I'm, just, I don't, I'm like, yeah, way smarter than way you. smarter than me. I don't think the entire NFL is racist. I do think there are racist people in the NFL. As in life, I would As agree. in life, right? Um, so I can I can definitely believe that some teams hire a a white person over a person of color in certain situations. I can believe that for for sure. What is I don't I don't know. This this case will tell us a lot. Yeah, I do believe, and I don't think it's like mutually exclusive. Like like. Uh, so what I kind of like where Flores says that the Giants and Broncos went through sham interviews fuck yeah I can see them doing that because if they feel like they've had their guy but they they have scheduled an interview to fill the Rooney role then they're just going through the motions and that's not good right Right, but and the Rooney Rule causes these sham interviews to happen can. as yeah, well it, too There, there is a possibility that that the way the rule is written, the way the teams enforce it, like or, or go through it, it's causing these sham interviews. So I could totally see that. Yeah. Um so but I will say that I don't believe I don't believe that out of like I think there was nine coaching opening openings. I don't believe that that like Doug Peterson or 
or uh, uh, Hackett that went to Denver, or I'm just trying to think of of names here. Um, I can't. So those are the two that that stuck out. And and then there were some kind of no name guys like O'Connell went to uh, uh, Minnesota. So O'Connell though is a Sean McVay guy, and the NFL. That's just what they're doing, right? The NFL's got a hard hard on for Sean uh, for Sean McVay guys, right? I shouldn't say no name. I should just say non recycled guys. And there's uh, Eberflus. Eberflus. Yeah, who went to Chicago, but he's been he's been a highly touted uh, um, candidate for a few years. Uh huh. Uh, there's also that Mike McDaniel that went to Miami. Yeah, from uh, the, from Shanahan's tree. From Shanahan, but Shanahan's tree is basically the shape of Sean McVay's tree. So, exactly. like, I can see that. But, like, Peterson and uh, Hackett, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, are you fucking telling me that, like, Brian Flores isn't a better coach than these guys? Or yeah. fucking, uh, How much does the Nathaniel Hackett one have to do with wanting... Uh, I think it Aaron Rodgers. I think there. it has a huge deal. Like do. probably more than it should. More than it should yeah. because, like, we're acting like Nathaniel Hackett called the plays and stuff. Like it was Lafleur. Yeah. So like it's just it's very. Uh, so I can I can see where Flores is pissed off. I I also I want to say I did not like him coming out after Lovey Smith got hired, and he said that uh, like I'm glad that a person of color got hired, but. This is his law firm put this out, and they yeah. said basically that. But let's not pretend that the only reason Flores didn't get this job is because the lawsuit. And I'm like, did you just backhand compliment like yeah. like Smith Law? Like, oh yeah, good job, you got the the job, buddy. But yeah. like, we all know the reason I didn't get it. So like, yeah. like what the fuck is that? Like, you're eating your own when you with that kind of statement. Like, how did he allow that to get released? Like, I thought that was a really aren't, cat- aren't they fighting for black yeah. people to get hired? He's yeah. like, oh, I'm not that black person, you idiot. Yeah. So it's just like I thought that was a classless move by yeah. by him. Uh, also, I do think it's interesting that if you're you're doing a lawsuit to the NFL about um, systemic racism and the racist hiring practices, and then your law firm is all white <laughs> and not diverse, I just his lawyer seems shady. That interview on that first interview he did, I'm like, this has, this has got a bad taste in my mouth just, already. It's uh, just like so. It's got I, Colin Kaepernick written all over it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it's like I feel like he could have chosen a better team. To represent mm-hmm. him in this case because because he's he's made some good points. Um, one of the one of the best things I heard was actually from Richard Sherman when they were talking about uh, there was a, there was talk that the Houston Texans were looking at Josh McGowan as as a potential head coaching candidate. Yeah, and Richard Sherman said this is the this is what I'm talk what what the blacks what what the blacks that's awful sorry. Um, <laughs> this is what. Uh, we're talking about when we're talking about like we don't get the same opportunity as 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 the white um, candidates because you would not see a freshly retired um, I'm trying to think of a a black starting quarterback that just retired I don't think any have use uh, use someone like Darius Butler former cornerback yeah like Darius Butler just retired he doesn't get put as a possible candidate for a head coaching job and i say that because he actually has expressed interest in doing it yeah Yeah. and josh mcgowan who was a high school coach yeah like and now he's being talked about like he has no he has no coach experience and there's more qualified black candidates shit there's more qualified like all kinds of candidates than josh mcgowan and richard sherman said this is the kind of thing that we don't get opportunities of Right. And I was that made sense to me. So that is something that does need to be addressed. 
But I had like I don't know how you dress. That's him. the big question I have too, because I'm not saying he's wrong by any means. He's probably bang on. But then, what is the solution to that? Because as soon as you start saying things like you need the Rooney Rule in effect, now it's now you're now you're tilting the scales, and maybe maybe you need to tilt the scales a little bit. But but now all of a sudden now it's unfair for somebody else. So it's so I don't I don't know the I don't know the happy yeah, medium. Yeah, and that that's something. Um that I'm not sure either. Uh, I will say something that that's interesting to me in all this is that the teams are, that are being accused of this are generally like poorly run franchises. Mm-hmm. Like the Dolphins consist like for the last 20 years have made bad decision after bad decision. The Giants, they hired Tom Coughlin, which they did well with, but since then it's been bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Right. Um, Broncos, like they benefited from having Peyton Manning as a quarterback. Um, and a sick defense. And a sick defense, but like John Elway has not been able to get a quarterback since. He no. hasn't hired a great coach since. No. You know, so like, like on one hand, yes, I could see some teams being racist for sure. Like that's to me that that's without a doubt. Um, however, I think it's also what could go hand in hand is they're just bad run franchises and they don't choose the right candidates because they got blinders on. Well, you just said it with Jacksonville, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, they just... Uh, Doug Peterson? Really? Out of everyone that's been hired so far, I would love... I, I I would take Brian Flores as my head coach and try to team him up with a phenomenal offensive coordinator. Byron Leftwich. Yeah. And so I like Byron Leftwich because... Do you remember when Peyton went to Denver and they're like, oh, Adam Gase, he's a guru. Fucking yeah. Peyton Manning didn't listen to Adam Gase. He's like, <laughs> just sit in the fucking corner. I got this. Tom Brady listened to Byron Leftwich, and that to me says something. It does that the the guy that's passed for eight eight eighty thousand um, passing yards in yeah. his career is listening to this guy. Yeah. So like we should be looking at this shit totally, and we're not. Yeah. Because of something. Something. Yeah. And instead, we're going with Doug Peterson, who fucking like made all the players hate him by the time it was done. And hasn't been coaching for a year, which I don't know if that would hurt you or help you, but he took a year off basically. It's uh, it's so, it's it's interesting. A different angle that I'd never heard from or heard about this before, and that's why I brought up Darius Butler. He was saying that he 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 also thinks there's a problem with with the hiring practices but one thing he brought up and i never looked at it from this angle he said as a player who just retired he played for the indianapolis colts and uh the new england patriots on great defenses some, yeah. some amazing defensive coordinators great coaching he said if he wants to put his ring throw his hat in the ring to be the indianapolis colts defensive coordinator right now he won't get the job because he hasn't gone through um, the paces. They're saying that being a coach, it's almost like being a, a union worker or being in a fraternity or something where you start at the bottom and you got to work your way up. You have to you kind of check off every rung as yeah, you go yeah. up. Yeah, you got to start as a special teams coach, yeah. then work to this. And... and what Darius Butler is saying, he's like, he's like, that shouldn't always be the case. He's like, I played on two of the best defenses ever. I know these, these coverages inside out. I could be a great defensive coordinator right now. Why don't I get the chance? Why wouldn't you give me a chance yes. to do that? And, so that's a great point, too. And also, just like it is in life, it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How did Kyle Shanahan get to where he was? His, his dad, dad. His dad coached the NFL. Yeah. That's not to take away from what Kyle did. No, because he's Kyle, his own thing. He's his own thing, and he worked hard to be where he's at. But he got his foot in the door because of his dad. 100%. Sean McVay. Why is he in the NFL? Because his dad was a fucking personnel man. Kubiak. And, and that's what got it. Like, what's happening is for the, the black candidates... They don't get that foot in the door. And that is a problem. 
Yeah, and, that, I could agree with that. And and it's to me, it's kind of it's kind of stupid because if you if you watch the NFL, like you could see, look at that Kansas City offense. Like, why wouldn't you want to take a chance on Eric Bieniemy? You know? Did you hear? Did you, like, so, especially for like Jacksonville, they should have hired that man. Like, he could probably unlock something in Trevor Lawrence. Why wouldn't right. you want that? Remember that play where they they where they Mahomes march him down the field with 13 seconds left. <laughs> yes. So yes, did you, we all man, we all remember that. So yes. did you hear the mic'd up from that? The mic- I did not. So it was one of the things I was thinking of, and it's this isn't to take anything away from Bieniemy because I'm I know he's he's done things for a long time, but that that entire drive was basically orchestrated by Travis Kelsey. So he they they go to line up. He goes to Tyreek Hill. He says he says run run your route behind me and then catch it and I'm going to block for you. Tyreek Hill does that right up the middle. Uh, Kelsey blocks for him and gets a few extra yards. After that, he goes to Mahomes. He said, "Hey, look look at look at me. Like if we do that same thing, they're not covering the middle. Look at me." And then Mahomes lines up. He looks at the coverage and he goes, "Do it, Kelsey. Do it." And then Travis Kelsey's like gives him a nod. He's like, "Yeah." He runs exactly to the middle of the field. They get the timeout, they kick the field goal. But it was all orchestrated by Travis Kelsey just yeah. telling everyone what to do. Which, that, like I said, that's not to take away from the enemy, but I, I was almost thinking, I'm like, is that Chiefs offense basically running itself at this point? Yeah, and maybe that hurt, and, and maybe, maybe that's hurting maybe him. Maybe that's hurting him a little bit. Um, so but I'm like, I'm grasping at straws here because yeah. I just don't get what it is. At this point, I have to feel like it's something other than, other than race and coaching ability. Because, because even though... Some owners, I believe too. I could definitely see them being racist. I still think a lot of these guys just want to win, and they'll take anyone that can help you yeah. win. So, I like to think that. Maybe I'm like wrong. To think that, Maybe uh, I'm wrong. Some of them, I'm not sure if they want to win. To be honest, like some of them, I'm just like, do you want to, or do you just like the clout of saying you own an NFL team? Like, there's some that I'm not entirely sure. It must suck to be a to be a Dolphins fan because that is kind of a historic franchise, yeah. and they they Washington, don't look like they want Washington. Washington doesn't look like they want to win ever. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, to be quite honest, does not look like they want to win ever. Yeah. Um, they just... You know, Carolina is not a great franchise, but they try at least. They, they, you know, they, they, str- they struggle, but they try. They're, yeah. not, they're not purposely losing. Um, so it, it's interesting. Uh, I also think Houston firing David Cauley was a, was a stupid fucking move. Why are you going to hire... Why do you hire that guy if you're just going to fire him yeah, after exactly. a shit? It was obvious you guys were going to have a shit year. So why even hire yeah, him? Yeah, and, and... Unless it was just to fire him. Yeah, unless he was just there to do whatever. But it's like, dude, he did a fucking good... You had no quarterback. And you had no quarterback. They basic, Your quarterback yeah. was 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 put on the shelf because he can't keep his dick in his pants. And they basically the quarterback they used, the backup, David Davis Mills, was basically he was like I think he was a second or a third round pick. Third round pick. And he was basically the second or third best quarterback out of that entire draft last year. Yeah, besides uh Mac Jones, I think was the right. only one that beat him. Every other rookie quarterback wasn't as good as as Davis Mills. So that you know, but again, bad franchise, right? So like terrible franchise. Like the 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 narrative is like, oh, it's racist, possibly. Also, which is which is much more likely, is they're a bad franchise and they just make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And that's why they consistently lose. I think you're cracking the code here. I think it's, I think it might might be a combination of both. <laughs> and yeah, and it's not like oh, you're either uh, you. It's not mutually exclusive. You're not either a bad franchise or a racist fan franchise. You could be both. <laughs> you could be only one. Like it's it's not like it's not. Uh, this is awful to say, but it, there's there's shades of gray. It's not black and white. Like like it's not cut and dry. Not it literally. It's not, not black like, and white. Yeah, 
Uh, it's not cut and dry. It's not as, as simple as going like you see this, you see that, and equals this. It's yeah. that there's so many shades of gray here. Well, that's so it's going to be interesting what this lawsuit comes from. But that's what I think. Nothing's going to come of it. How can you? How can you prove that someone's being racist? Yeah, and it, unless they're, I think, I think the law firm uh, by, I think their little statement there about um, Lovey Smith is going to hurt them. Yeah, because. Uh, They're we, almost like that's not good enough. You need to hire this black person or that black. Yeah, person. you you don't think the other side is going to be like, well, like you're saying it's about like it's racist, but like you see here, they hired a, a black coach and and you said that it wasn't good. And, like the only reason you didn't get the job is because of your lawsuit. So like it wasn't about that then, mm-hmm. and that's that's like evidence against him. So. Yeah. And that's something like a law firm should be a lot smarter about, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like, I would like think they, so. you would think they get paid an awful lot of money, yeah. and they shouldn't be that dumb. So I would think so. Um, it's, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting what comes of that. Uh, you wanted to touch on Stan Kroenke? Yeah, just, I just wanted to point out basically the massive gamble that this guy has taken um, as the owner of the Rams because uh, what's he done with draft picks? Traded every single one of them away. Yep. Yeah, or emboldened his GM to be able to do that. Exactly. Why did he do that? That's the big question. I think he totally played the Los Angeles Chargers in a game I don't even know if they knew they were in. Because he's like, okay, so we're going to have two teams in LA now. We're sharing this brand new, amazing, beautiful stadium. Yeah, it looks pretty cool on TV. I am going balls to the wall, all out, to make the Super Bowl being played in that stadium so for the next 40 years I can entrench in the minds of all these young fans that the Los Angeles Rams are LA's team like I don't think people realize the 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 what he just pulled off yes. here against I don't even think the Chargers realize it that they just got their franchise just going to be mediocre even with yeah, Justin in, Herbert in even that, with an amazing quarterback in that market for sure in that yeah. market they're going to be second they are yeah. the Clippers now and, or maybe uh, the Sacramento Kings and the thing in LA is I, I think it's most most big cities but stars sell yeah and and uh, the Rams went out and got stars yeah uh, they went out and got Vaughn Miller they got Matthew Stafford and what do you uh, see at their games now in the stands stars stars that's exactly. that's LA right when yeah. the Lakers are going good that's what you see They're when making... the Kings are going good that's what you see uh, so speaking of Super Bowl mm-hmm. what are we thinking I don't know I, I, is it still minus four? That was the last spread was, I saw. I, I thought I saw it was still minus four. Uh, I'm still not sure. All I know for certain is that halftime show is going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. Us old guys can't wait to oh, do some, man. some rapping from the 90s. I, I, saw, I saw something online and this person said, for all you kids out there, like if you're watching the Super Bowl and you see your mom and dad start to lose their shit at halftime, <laughs> just remember, <laughs> there's a reason. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. The football season's been so much fun. I've I've been almost exclusively football and basketball for the last little bit. And hockey's been great. The Flames have been good. But, like, the ones that are keeping my interest are are just football and basketball. And And obviously uh, right now. The the playoffs have been amazing. Yes. Like, like all the playoff games for – well, not all of them, but the majority of them have been great. Especially that – uh, that divisional oh round God. weekend was nuts. Yeah. Uh, every every single game came down to a last second field goal. Yeah, or play, or Just play. play. Yeah. yeah, and and like that's all you can ask for. Yeah, um, and even the previous week having the tie, the the potential tie with the with yes. the Raiders and Chargers, like yes. oh, it's insane. Uh, I am pulling myself. I'm pulling for Stafford. 
Um, just seeing him all the time uh, playing Green Bay, I always liked how he played, and oh, yeah. I would love to see him get a ring. Um, uh, Cincinnati's a nice story, but you you know you look at the rosters on paper, <coughs> and if each team is playing to its height, you the think Rams the Rams should, should win. win. Yeah. Uh, I just hope for a good game. You know, I don't I want it to be a what the hell was that game? The the Patriots Rams where it was ten to three or whatever the fuck oh, it yeah. was. Like I don't want none of that shit. Like give me. I want to see another 34-31 game. Like let's let's. I want it to be exciting. Uh, that halftime show is going to be killer. Uh, it's going to be good. I can't wait. It's going to be last. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Last big game of the season. How how about uh, you know what's uh, we talked on this podcast. I even brought it up. I said if the Colts were any type of franchise at all when Stafford was available, they, they would have gone for They, yeah. they would have brought you him. You said it. You said it. And. They said, screw you. And they Mike, said, screw me. We're going with Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. And they defended that pick to the death. And yep. and what happened after this season, this would piss me off so much if I was a Colts fan. Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay both came out and said, in hindsight, that was the wrong move. Well, no shit, man. Everybody in Indianapolis knew that was the wrong move. Nobody thought that was the right move. So for you guys to come out later and say it, you're supposed to be the authority on it. Yeah. Like, I would be so insulted if I was a uh, Colts fan. And the way they talk about the Colts is just like, oh, they got cap space. Cap space don't mean mean a, mean fuck all. Yeah, if they you don't need know players. To, if you don't know how to fucking use it and, and build your team and capitalize on that offensive line, that stud running back, you get a quarterback in there. The defense is really and get, solid and get a receive some receivers too. Like please, like your um, Pittman's really good, but yeah. like T. Y. Hilton's on the other side of his career. Yeah, uh, Paris Campbell hasn't played like. You know, done well. They need uh, another guy there. To be honest, uh, Stafford going to the Rams was the best thing for him. Because, Definitely, because he Definitely. came to a, a team that had receivers and everything. So, how would have he looked in uh, San Francisco? Think about that too, because that was the big knock on them is Garoppolo was limiting them. Yes, and I know that it came down to basically the Rams and the 49ers yep. because Shanahan and McVeigh were vacationing in the same spot yep. while they were trying to get the deal done. Yep. For, each individual. That's hilarious, eh? Imagine going uh, back to the margarita bar after you just pull that off, and you like Sean McVay's just cannot like keep his smile down, and Shanahan's just like, oh, you, uh, you want to go get a taco? And yeah. McVay's like, Pfft. yeah, I guess we're gonna go uh, trade all our picks for Trey Lance. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. So uh, it should be good. Um, uh, and then that will be the end of the season, and then you know Sundays will be quiet for the off season. And football is so long too; it feels like it takes it is, a while. But they do a, the 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 media and the NFL does a really good oh, job. Oh, they keep of you fucking in, keeping keep like, you everything engaged. going. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's transition to okay. Uh, baseball Hall of Fame. Yes. Clemens and Bonds were left off the final Hall of Fame ballot, uh, so now the only way for them to get in is. Uh, through the uh, the Veterans Committee, I believe it's called. So it's basically like the last chance. And mm-hmm. the Veterans Committee is made up of like former players and stuff. It's not it's not not uh, the writers. It's not the writers or the media types that have the credentials. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand uh, if their whole tenant is like a, you can't put them in because they juiced. Yeah. Okay, so then just like look back to when when they were accused of juicing, which I think for Bonds was like ninety eight. Would have been around there. Ninety eight, ninety. When did McGuire and Sosa have their big? Uh, that would have been earlier in the nineties, right? No, it would have been like ninety eight or ninety nine. So then Bonds would have been after in the early two thousands. Yeah, so, he would have been like two thousand two. So take away, so take away Bonds 
uh, stats from 2000 to 2007. He's still a Hall of Fame Still player. better, I know. <laughs> uh, Clemens, uh, the theory is that he started juicing after he left Toronto and went to New York, which would have been about 2000, 2001. So take away from that on. He's still a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. Uh, some of the best things I saw is that the Baseball Hall of Fame is a history of baseball. How can you have the history of baseball without the home run king and in there and, and Roger Clemens you can't. Uh, and then they would throw in Pete Rose I've made my thoughts known on Pete Rose he was given a chance to get back in he didn't want to put in the fucking work they told him not to gamble he is uh, they told him not to gamble and he continued to gamble afterwards his problem it's, is he is highly addicted to gamble yeah, yeah. and and he refused he refused to get help so he had his chance mm-hmm. um what bothered me with the bonds and Clemens thing was this whole the the sanctity of baseball where right. they're like we can't have those kind of guys in. Yeah. But yet you have guys like you've mentioned that used amphetamines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hank Aaron. And uh were fucking like Ty uh, Cobb, I think, murdered a dude. Yeah, and, and was a <laughs> fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't talk about racism. Yeah, and and he's still in the fucking Hall yeah. of Fame. How have we not gone and kicked him out? Like, if you're gonna come up with a stupid character clause, you gotta apply it to fucking everybody. You don't get to pick and choose who this character clause applies to. Mm-hmm. And newsflash: if you want to apply a character clause to people, your Hall of Fame is gonna have three fucking guys in there. Yeah, because because people have skeletons in their closet, and they've done shit ass things i don't know why people assume that just because they're a professional athlete they should be held to this higher, higher standard. standard yes like, like i don't like well, my, my kids my kids are young but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell my kids that they should worship athletes like unless it's somebody who's just a good person like a jerome mcginla is worth yeah. looking up to in my opinion there's but, others out there but and these are like like you've heard they're good people you've never met them right you've exactly heard they're good people yeah. and it's like and the people you've heard that are bad people, well, it might have been a bad instance. Like, I don't know. Like, And, and we, Barnes was bad with the media, right? Like, he was always short with so the media. And so was Clemens. Exactly. And so was Clemens. And that plays a factor. They think they're dicks. But, like, nice guys, they, like, they just get in. It's like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. But all these writers, the joke's on them. I don't even know if they know. The joke's on them because they've just discredited everything they're doing. You've made the Hall of Fame a sham because, like you said... Talk about juicing or not, the best hitter in the history of baseball all time is not in the Hall of Fame. And probably the best pitcher. In my opinion, he's the best pitcher. So what is it now? Yeah. You're, you're, gonna, you're just going to eliminate that like it never happened? So now your organization is a sham. You're voting on a sham. And and here's the other thing. So you, you voted in the fucking commissioner who allowed it to happen under Bud his Selig, watch. exactly. And who, who encouraged this shit. Who needed who, it. He needed it. He, it was the thing. Newsflash told those writers: without the fucking steroids, you don't have a fucking league to write about. Yeah, we don't care about you. Yeah, we don't even know who you are. McGuire and Sosa save the, baseball. Save baseball. Yeah, chicks dig the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball. They don't give a fuck about one nothing games. Nope. Chicks dig the long ball, and they saved baseball. And the writers, to to show their appreciation, have decided that fuck them. None of them can be in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't make sense. I. We're on the same page here. It's ridiculous. You know, I just I, like the the ego of the writers is what bothers me. How they're taking this high stance, like there's some moral, like there's some virtuous individual. Yeah. And it's I will say it's not all the writers. No, no. Like they needed a seventy percent to get in, and I think Bonds had like sixty two or something, and Clemens had like a like a fifty nine or a sixty or something. So there are there are a bunch that believe they should be in, mm-hmm. but there's those writers. Uh, I I remember reading once that one writer uh, said that he. 
he never votes for a first time uh, candidate because he doesn't believe they should get in on their first time. So that's just so, stupid. That's so a, Ken, he should have his vote taken away. It was taken away. Oh, okay. Right? Because Ken Griffey didn't get in his unanimous vote, which is just the stupidest fucking thing I have ever heard. Right. And then uh, he got his vote basically or taken away because he, he wasn't writing anymore. Because it's based on your longevity in writing and mm. you have so many years after you're done writing. Okay. He was done. Like, like it, it came up and then suddenly Mariano Rivera became the fucking first... Uh, unanimous thing. A I, had fuck, a, I had a Ken Griffey Jr. A fucking closer? Are you oh kidding me? God. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not taking away from anything from Mariano Rivera, no, but, great, like, but... like, but it just, make it make sense. If there's anyone that's a first ballot, no matter what, it's Ken Griffey Jr. He was clean, he was the perfect yeah. guy for baseball, he was a great personality. And it's just, a video um, game, the Flames are just working Toronto right now, 4-1. Yeah, flames, flames are on fire here. They scored 10 goals in two games, only allowed one. Um, just need two more goals to hit the it's, over. It's uh, it's it's just insane for baseball to act like this, to no. to act so holier than thou. You got a lot of problems in your game, and um, that's what I said. I'm like, I, I love the sport you, of baseball, but I'm like, they're just pushing me away. They really are. Uh, you allowed the Houston Astros, who were proven to be cheating, to keep their World Series ring, but Bonds and Clemens can't go in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like fucking like, what? What? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fucking make sense at all. Both cheated. If they both cheated, then if if they can't be in the Hall of Fame, they remove their fucking ring. And so what? Like, you're not going to put A-Rod in the Hall of Fame? Like, no. That, that guy is a Hall of Fame baseball player. He really is. You um, can't tell the story of baseball without A-Rod. Nice. That, right? that's, that's exactly right. It's The Hall of Fame is about the story of that sport. Yeah. And you cannot tell it without certain guys. Exactly. Um, so... Oh, that made me all angry. All right, but let's let's uh, end it with some some current talk. NBA trade deadline. Oh, I love the NBA. The NBA is the best for player movement. Oh my god, uh, I saw an NHL guy, and he's like, "Oh, the NBA is so excited." Now I'm excited to see if Ben Chirac gets moved at the yeah. trade deadline. <laughs> and that just and he probably won't or something. Yeah, and that just that just killed me. So I was just like, "Yes, that is so hockey." <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would just like to say the Oilers fired their coach. Um, and I just want to say, I think it's funny that, uh, somehow it's the coach's fault, but it's not, um, I guess you can't fire Ken Holland for not putting together a decent team. Like, yeah, yeah he's working with Peter Shirelli's thing, but, uh, his whole thing is what he, he traded away defensemen to get offensive guys. He signed Duncan Keith and then to help put the team over the top, he signed Evander Kane because goal scoring is the fucking problem. Yeah. They can't stop the fucking puck and they can't stop shots. They're, That's it. They're... A poorly run organization. They really are. Uh, and I think it goes back to trying to tank for players. You let losing seep into your organization. Now it's they, part of you. You can't yeah. get rid of it. It yeah. reeks. Yeah, it's a stink that you can't get rid of. McDavid just needs to... He's going to ask for a trade. He should ask for a trade. I would. Um, oh, okay. here. Just so, since we were talking about the trade deadline, I posted this on Twitter yesterday. So this came out yesterday. This is James Harden. This the trade was announced today. Okay. This came out yesterday. So this is James Harden, James Harden and his boys. As you can see, he's wearing a 76ers hoodie <laughs> yesterday, buying a shit ton of booze. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's aware of the, that. This was going did, down. Did you think he knew? Did yeah. you think he knew? Yeah. Or, okay. <laughs> I gotta scroll down. We're just gonna talk about big ones. Um, uh, the Mavericks traded Kristaps pr- Porzingis in a second round pick for to the Wizards. For Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Dinwiddie had worn out his welcome with the Wizards. I guess nobody in the locker room liked him. 
from what I heard, which is just nuts. Uh, Porzingis, is that not like... That came out of nowhere for me, because that was not anyone that was rumored to be traded. To me, this has red flag written all over it, because this is now his second team. He's uh, uh, he should be an amazing talent by now. He's seven foot three. He can shoot a three point shot. He affects he shots. Be, he, he should, should be, be dominating. So, he should be so much better. Uh, so with the Knicks before his injury and before that, like fucking was it a fight? He got in a fight somewhere. Yeah, in the streets in yeah. Latvia, I believe. And since then, he has not been the same at all. Like mentally, yeah. physically, he's just not been the same. And it's just. It that screams of uh, lost potential. He, he should he should feel bad. He should be. In, I mean, I'm not talking about how he should feel. I'm sure he feels terrible. He doesn't want to go to Washington. I'm sure, but he should say they got what for me? They got Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertrands. That that's all they got for me. Yeah. Like what is wrong with me? Yeah. Um. Uh. Great thing I saw on Twitter. Somebody said that. Uh, I hear that they call Prasingus the unicorn because he's so unique. He's also a unicorn because you never see him. <laughs> I was like, yep, there it is. Yeah, he's a guy that should be dominating, but he's just uh, not. Wizards were making lots of moves, uh, but that's not a big deal. They got, uh, they're done. Bradley Beal just is getting yeah, wrist he's injury. Getting, he's yeah. out for the season. So they've, just they, it they've given it in. This is a great time. If you bet on basketball, this is a great time to bet the spreads because there is a big discrepancy between the best teams and the teams that are not caring anymore yes or last week there was one night where there was five games on the slate and no there were six games on the slate and five of them uh the winning team won by more than 21 points wow yeah Wow, <laughs> and that was that was that was the same day that uh, Halliburton got traded Sabotis got traded so some of those teams were depleted like uh the best player that that Indiana had, I think, was Chris, Chris, Chris Duarte, who they just drafted this year. Yeah, and I think yeah. they had, like, seven total people they could play oh in that game. So the uh, uh, the Hawks beat them by about 40. Just kind of flipping through here. It's kind of just a lot of just a lot of movement. The, the, the big one, the, the, that's the biggest one you're on right there. This The Kings and the Pacers, this one was kind of crazy because Sabotis is somebody that was talked about in the Raptors circle, talking about how it would be great to get a guy like that, you mm. know, a real legitimate center. The Raptors have a bunch of guys that are, you know, 6'9", 610 but they don't really have a, a center so that would have been amazing to get but now that i see what went back the sacramento kings are a disaster by the way trading tyrese halliburton for sabotis uh, just it doesn't make any sense because now you're no farther ahead you're still not a competing team and yeah. you got rid of uh, one of the swingmen tyrese halliburton that people think is going to be elite in a you know in the next year or two yeah it's uh they also gave up buddy healed and great three-point shooter Thompson is just a salary fill-in, basically, and uh, the Kings got Sabonis, Lamb, and Holiday, and a second round. And you know what's funny about Justin Holiday too? He is—he's an unvaccinated player, so in the state of California now, he's not going to be able to play his home games because he's a resident of California. But what's fucked up is that Kyrie Irving, also an unvaccinated player is allowed to travel from New York to California because to, he's, because he's, he's not a resident of California. That's fine. So he's unvaccinated, can play in California, but he can't play in New York. But he can't play in New York. That's all. And, or Canada. He can't come in he can't come into Canada either. Yeah, just in case any uh, of this wasn't making sense. It, yeah, it just the rules don't make any sense. Uh the Trailblazers traded CJ McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell to the uh, Pelicans. Another for, team that's just given up. For just a bunch of shit. Um, Dame I, Lillard's got to get out of there. Yeah, the, If he was, wants to win, he's got to get out of this, there. This is the writing on the wall that uh, either they've done all this to make cap space to do a splash in the offseason. Because Dame's done for the year. Yeah. 
or they're planning to trade Dame in the offseason. Uh, and if they're planning to trade Dame, watch for the Lakers to try to pull Big off time. something fucking crazy for him. He's already calling out LeBron on like Instagram saying, make the call, LeBron. Like He's basically tampering with himself as yeah. we speak. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny about the and Lakers? I love the NBA because somehow that'll fucking happen. It'll oh, be yeah. Dame, AD, and fucking uh, LeBron <laughs> on the Lakers oh, next year. What a team! You know what's so funny too? And like, Russ will just be like a uh, lightning rod wherever he goes. I I actually do feel a little bit. Bad I feel for bad Russ for him because you. It's a mental thing right now, right? Like he went from being one of the best players in the game to. Uh, who who was never a great shooter? That was never his thing. But now he's missing easy layups, dunks. He's he tries to go off the backboard for all these shots, and he's hitting like the side of the backboard. I actually do feel bad for the guy. Uh, the Raptors traded Goran Dragic, who wasn't playing for them. He anyway. wasn't playing, and a protected twenty twenty two first for Thad Young, Drew Eubanks, and a twenty twenty two second round pick to the Spurs. To me, this was kind of a nothing, nothing move. Uh, it was, it's just adding depth. Yep, and Dragic wasn't, like you said, wasn't Dragic playing, wasn't doing anything. So you just got some depth pieces. Uh, but the big one is uh, the, the long rumored. <laughs> uh, the Sixers traded Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two firsts for James Harden and Paul Millsap. What blew my mind was trading. Haul. Was trading the two first. I know. I just thought it would be more of a straight up player swap. Yeah, I I didn't think picks would be involved. How did at they all. get Ben Simmons and two picks. firsts? Yeah, that's crazy. And it's like it when when it comes if there ever comes a time where Kyrie can play most of the games, you got your ball handler. Simmons doesn't have to do that shit. Yeah. Suddenly he becomes like a a power forward type with fucking who can distribute uh, the ball. Yeah, who can distribute the ball with and, great and, shooters? And Kyrie, direct. Seth Curry. And Harden and and Irving and Durant only played sixteen games together, so like they never even got going. And total, and, right? I was total. I almost think I was almost thinking it was less than that. Like that, they were never together very long at all. But it's it's a shame too because when they were, you could see some potential there. And I'm sh- like, what's up with James Harden that he couldn't keep that together? Like that seemed like a great fit, in my opinion. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he's a bit of a head case. Uh, I think too, maybe. <laughs> I think too. Um, so Harden in Houston was the guy, right? Like he was the focal point of the yeah. offense, and then he goes to Brooklyn, and he's not the focal point. It's Durant first, Harden maybe second. Irving needs his touches. Uh, now he goes to Philly, where again he's going to be the focal point because a guard and a post player work better. A, it's ha, just going to kind of be him and Embiid. Yeah, it can work better than yeah. three shooters, right? Fair, fair enough. So he looked at the situation and thought that was better. Now all the Sixers fans coming out and saying that they're going to be, they're going to go right to the chip. Then that we'll we'll see. That I think they, the East is wide open. It, uh, it, it's well, I think yeah. I think six teams out of the East can make to make the finals. Um, I agree that it's pretty even, but they all have to beat the Bucks. The Bucks are a, a step ahead of everybody, in my opinion. Uh, and the West, they got some powerful teams out there, man. Uh, the, the West Warriors is, yeah. look great. I can't believe the Warriors were able to rebuild on the fly as quickly as they did. Like, uh, shout out to Bob Myers, their general manager. He did a phenomenal job. Really did getting uh, uh, a guy like Andrew Wiggins. We've talked on this podcast. We should I should shout out both those guys. A couple people we talked about as having attitude problems when they were in um, Minnesota was Carl Anthony Towns and and, and Wiggins. Yeah. And and Wiggins has gone to a great spot where he's got great leaders there and he's really flourished and Carl Anthony Towns has really matured and turned into a absolutely dominant yeah. player with on a good good team. Yeah. And uh this with Towns too like I think he had to mature through trauma. 
mm-hmm. know, he lost his mom. Yeah. And, and that'll make you grow up, unfortunately. And like that'll make you grow up real quick. Yeah. Uh, and that's not a way you want to like grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't want to be mature because of because of trauma or 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 grief. You're right. You know? But that's what happened. And yeah. uh, he's he's got a newfound purpose on the court. And actually, the T Wolves are in a playoff spot right now, they, which is yeah, awesome to see. Um, and Wiggins, uh, he's a Canadian guy. So, you, you know, we all, uh, Canadians, we got this whole way of anybody that's Canadian. You just kind of sort of cheer for, you kind of have to, <laughs> it's the way, the way of us. And, uh, you want to see him do well. And the Warriors look good. Uh, who else is up there? The Suns look great. The again. Suns are probably the best team. The Jazz look really good. Uh, they just traded Joe Ingles. The best thing that the Jazz did is they got Hassan Whiteside, so a seven-foot backup center to Rudy Gobert, so they can have yeah. a seven-footer on the floor at all times. At all times, yeah. And uh, uh, Clarkson, uh, as the sixth man coming off the bench, yep. is electric coming off the bench. That guy reminds me a lot of Lou Williams or any of those really good six-man guys. Like, they're just instant offense off mm-hmm. the bench. So I like them. They got the best. They got one of the best home court advantages. They just whooped, uh, the, they just whooped the, the Warriors yesterday. So Donovan Mitchell's back. So I love the Jazz. I love the Suns. Uh, Warriors. Warriors are right up there. The Bucks, I think, are the cream of the crop in the East. Celtics are a bit of an enigma. They're really good yeah, against bad teams, but I think they're missing some pieces. I don't think they're... I, I think in the playoffs, you're going to see a lot of their warts. Yeah. Yeah. Miami, I do believe, is the real deal. I think they're going to be there. Yeah. A uh, lot of their guys are playoff guys, and they're kind of yeah. just... They're doing just enough to get into a decent position. And look out for the Raptors. They've won, I think, seven in a row right now. And like I said... Nick Nurse is a good coach. He's, he's got a those, great coach. He's got those boys playing. That team... Lakers fans would hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it. That team is actually closer, in my opinion, to winning a NBA championship than the than the Lakers are because they're a better team. They're a better team with a better culture. And if they were to add one, if they were to add a say, you know, I know Kawhi's say, if you could add a Kawhi right yeah. to this group. You are an instant championship contender. Yep. And I think the way they are right now, nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. No, because they're they, going to be tough out. Like I said, they got, they, they're very well coached. They don't have anyone that's seven foot, but they got a bunch of guys that are six nine with seven foot wingspans. So yep. they don't look undersized when they're playing anybody. They got Ananobi, Boucher, uh, uh, Pascal Siakam is having like a MVP, not MVP, but all-star type of year. So yep. uh, even, even Danilo Banton, who's their backup, point guard is six foot nine they're creating they're really doing this positionless basketball and it's teams have a hard time with them defensively because they're always ripping balls out of their hands blocking shots it's it's really impressive scotty barnes is the same type of guy so i really like the raptors this year to to be a tough out in the playoffs and i truly believe they're they're like one big player away from a legit contender they might be able to compete now all right, so that's been our episode for this week. We're running out of time, so we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, we promise. <laughs> we won't take we won't take a, a whole fucking two months off again. Things have calmed down now. Things we, have we got calmed more down. Time. Yes, we got more time, so we'll be back in two weeks. And if, I, if I get COVID, I'm coming over. Fuck it. <laughs> have a great one, everybody. See ya.